0: Hello, friends, Uncle Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast, your podcast for business networking support. If you are a solo tech, IT professional, managed service provider, system administrator, anything or anyone that works with business networks, this podcast is for you. And today I have a very special podcast. I have a new friend to the show, Lisa Shore.
1: Hey, (laughs) and
0: brand expert. Lisa, how are you?
1: I am so excited to be here and be your guest today. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, thank you for coming. It has been some time. We have been kind of missing each other in the channel over the last few years.
1: We have. We've been keeping an eye on each other, but we have missed each other at different shows and things. So I'm glad we're connected today.
0: Well, I'm the kind of guy that I watch from afar and I say, so she's an image expert and a brand expert, and I'm no marketing Marv. Hmm,
1: How will that work? (laughs) We're going to have a good conversation. That's for sure.
0: We are. So I should probably start by letting everybody know that we are not talking marketing, because I think that's what happens a lot of time. People think, oh, you're just going to tell me how to market my business, but that's not really what this is. So why don't we start with the whole premise of The reason that clients hire us is not because of our marketing, although that will draw them to us, but you have a very good premise to start with. And I'm just going to ask you simply, why do clients hire us?
1: Well, thank you for having me on. And you're right, Marvin. This is not about marketing in terms of your logo and branding and all of that. This is actually focusing on the Human side of our business and the emotional side of our business. And so there is definitely a corporate brand, and that's a whole discussion unto itself. And we can certainly have that discussion. My degree is in marketing, and I certainly, and I, my training is there, but I'm also trained as an image consultant. And that means I focus on how a professional human presents themselves whether it's the way they speak, whether it's the way that they look, sound, dress, appear. So that's the foundation. So that's just a little bit about me. So why do clients hire us? And in the IT world, in the MSP world, I also have so I have the two businesses, Margaret and I have got Shore Success, which is my image side, but I've owned an MSP for 23 years. So my husband founded our MSP 30 years ago. And I came onto the scene a few years in. And the minute I married Eric, I also say I married my MSP. So I have a very keen sense and understanding of the, of the business, the industry. And because I deal with the emotional side of our business, the marketing, branding and the really emotions, I have an understanding of why clients hire us. And that's based on trust. They hire us, not necessarily because we offer the best firewall, the best endpoint protection and cybersecurity solution. Now, that's important, but the real premise is they have a feeling. They feel that they're making the right decision that you're going to protect them. You're going to protect their data. You're going to help them grow, give them great guidance. And so that's the foundation That I want every MSP to really sit and think about, We're, we're always chasing after the next tech and worried that we're not offering enough solutions. When my mission with Shore Success is to create a whole paradigm shift from thinking that it's just the tech skills that we need for our MSPs, but really knowing it's the people skills and the soft skills that really grow our business.
0: So let me ask you this question, because you made a comment about we're always looking for the next tech. And I think a lot of times, not only are we looking for that, we're looking for the next the next RMM or the next software tool or the next MDR, XDR, the next funnel, you know, thinking that that's what's going to take us over the top. And, you know, all the stuff that you're talking about, you really are coming from a place of experience? Because it sounds like all of this was born out of your experience with the MSP.
1: Oh boy, yes. (laughs) There always comes, you know, you have to start with the pain in order to see the rainbow. Or So my mission is to help you guys just see the rainbow and not go through all the pain that my MSP went through. So we lost clients based on phone skills, poor phone skills, based on having technicians that were really tech savvy, but could not communicate. And we actually had an, a client say to us once, don't send that engineer back. He makes me feel stupid. I mean, literally, that's what they said. I want that engineer. And we said, well, that engineer is going to have to come up to speed, learn your network, learn you know your software. I'm fine with that because I can relate to them. I can have a conversation with them. They make me feel Like part of the family, not like an idiot. So there is something to be said. And we, when we were losing revenue and clients, I mean, and these were one of the clients was like a a 10 year, $10,000 a year client, you know, MMR client. And this is, this goes back now to um, somewhere around 2013, 20, somewhere around there that this was really happening. So we've done a lot of evolution and change in our MSP. To ensure that this doesn't happen anymore, that the survey scores and the client, when we do, whether you call them QBRs or TBRs, when we meet with clients, that we ask for feedback, we welcome it, and and so we we need to change that shift, that mindset perception. Hmm.
0: So before we go to the next step, because I wanna, I, I've got a bunch of questions rolling through my head. Uh, what was it that kind of triggered you guys to look at? why you're losing the clients. I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, clients, you know, engage with you because of how you look and how you act and how you sound and whether you make them feel good about what they're doing. But what was it that actually, you know, drove you to say, we need to make a change?
1: So when I just, I just mentioned um, a second ago about the client, the the client that was with us 10,000 it was a $10,000 a year big, client, big client 10 right? years when we were doing an exit interview with them. One of the questions was why are you leaving? Can you please share with us so we can grow and we can improve? Can you please share with us? And we totally expected them to say, you know, your technology or your uh, you know, your your tech this that. But what they said actually was every time I call you, you make me feel as if you have no idea who I am. And so when Eric came back to me and said, this isn't a marketing conversation. We need to turn this into an engineer transformation conversation. I said, yes. I said, this is what... So that was a turning point for us to say, really? Our phone skills? They didn't like that? Like We just assumed, as many MSPs assume... Oh, they just, they're cheap. They don't want to pay the price. They, and that's true. But really, a lot of people use price as an excuse because we haven't done a good job demonstrating value. And that's a problem. And so we weren't showing value in the form of using their name. Say, hey, Joe, how are you? What can I do for you? How are things going at the dealership today? How are things? And we weren't personalizing it. We weren't, sounding excited to hear them call or sounding empathetic when they were having a problem. Maybe they couldn't find a file or their server is down and they can't figure out why. They got the blue screen of death, whatever it is. We just were monotone, didn't use names, didn't make them feel. So that between that and then working different trade shows and our prospects walking past us, Because our previous name was PC Troubleshooters, and we had to rebrand. So that is a branding thing. But it was a semantic that I was like, people don't even know who we are. They don't understand because we are not. And so we went from PC Troubleshooters to now Secure Future Tech Solutions. It made a huge conversation difference. Now our clients and prospects are saying, oh, how are you going to secure our future? Versus, oh, you can't handle my cloud solutions or my sophisticated needs. You just fix PC. So now we've created conversation shifts. I was listening to phone calls and I was hearing disinterest, quick tone of voice, you know, because they're working on a ticket. And so they just grab the phone fast. And, and I was like, we have to stop all of that. And so we took a complete stance and a conversation's staff meeting discussions and set expectations of what we will look. at. this is an evolution over time for sure. This is certainly not a quick fix, but it's one that is a critical cultural evolution.
0: All right, so it sounds like you had a a whole re-imaging of the business. We'll have to dive into that sometime, but mm-hmm. I want to go back to the way that you've described, you know, the image and MSPs need to understand it, but I have to believe that a lot of conversation for you when talking to people like me is, do we even care? I mean, most of, most techs I know are going to be like, look, it's all about the tech. If I just show you how great a job I can do, then, you know, everything else is, you know, off to the side. It doesn't matter. I just need to do my job and that's enough. (sighs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Herein lies my. My, my my mission in life, My why do I get up every day? So if what I want to get across to all of you, including you own an MSP as well, the most important asset that you have are the people that we employ, you and I employ. That's the most important asset that we have. The second most important, certainly, are the clients that we have and how they help you know if, if their MRR clients even better with the reoccurring revenue. But those employees are the front line for your business. They are the brand of your business. They are the relationship builders. And if you're sending them out sounding disinterested or edgy and kind of curt with their tone, if they look like a hot mess, like a disheveled hot mess. If they, the project work that they're doing is not taken care of, like wires are everywhere. They're leaving computers dusty. They're all of that creates what I call perception and everyone's perception, your clients and prospects, that is, is real. And we were all raised differently. We all have different upbringings, different sets of values, different parts of the country or the globe. And that means we have to all come together and be very intentional with how we're delivering our message. And that message is both verbal, nonverbal, as well as our deployments, as well as the work that we do. And that's where the tech side comes in. But that's not the first And most important component, I I challenge everybody listening to go back and look at your client list. Why did they hire you? What did they say? Number one, then look at your churn list. Did They fire you. Are they saying it's because of the price? Are they saying, you know, really look what the foundation is. So that perception is reality. And that's where I come in. And that's why I Really talk about the foundational elements of building strong brands, strong personal brands to build those critical relationships.
0: So let me ask, when you kind of, you you talked about that transition in that 2012, 2013 for your business, when did you start thinking that you could then teach this to others?
1: So let's see so that was more around 2016 okay and I joined robin robbins i were a member my mSP is a member of technology marketing toolkit and we started really seeing and learning and listening and a lot of my peers were asking me questions how did you do that lisa how did you how did you change your phones the phone skills how you know, how did how did you create a process for answering phones how did you And so through those questions and through the support of my accountability group, I started building programs and started marketing out, outward, and and getting the word out of what I do and how I do it. I have, I do a lot of public speaking to get the word out. So I'm going to be at IT Nation next month. I'm excited. I was already at IT Nation Secure. This will be my fourth IT Nation, actually, I'm proud of. I've spoken for IT glue, uh, you know, Gluex. I've done Kaseya, I've done Channel Pro. I'm speaking with you, so I'm doing a lot of really getting the word out about what I what about the most important asset about personal branding and how that's the foundation of why. All
0: right, and just to let listeners know, originally Lisa and I had planned. We've never met in person, and I had. Tentatively made plans to attend IT Nation in Orlando, which you're going to be speaking at. Mm -hmm. Uh, But my plans have changed. So we're not going to see each other then. But I I will work hard to catch up with you and we'll definitely get you back on the show. But uh, let's go back now to you know, you've described what the image means for us, what it is, uh, not just how we look and act, but the soft skills that go along with it. Uh, You've talked about why we should care. But I mean, but how do we care? I mean, that's probably something that the truly, truly tech people, you know, we're not people, persons or (laughs) person, people or (laughs) whatever. Um, So, I mean, how how do you make that transition and how do we start to care And, and what are the words you would use to help us?
1: I love it. Thank you for asking that question. I'm very, very appreciative of that. So you're right. I, I have to say, I want to put a shout out to all of you, all the MSP owners, founders. The knowledge and the brain power I'm in awe of. Uh, the how you guys fix complicated networking solutions and and the and the quick speed of the requirement for the evolution awe-inspiring. So I, I want to give you guys that compliment. On the soft skills side, here is what I want to, to teach you guys, to teach everybody. Start with understanding what a personal brand is. And a personal brand has two components. One, it's what I call executive presence. It's that ability to walk into a room, walk on or turn on a remote call, a podcast, and, and have the audience at attention. Command but not demand attention. Have that respect, that knowledge, that air of confidence about you. But the second component of a personal brand is really where I want to hone in. And this is where relationships are formed. It's what do people remember about you when you're not there, when you're not in the room, when you are so. And so that's something like I always use Elon Musk as an example. So most of us have not met him in person. But whenever I ask anybody, what do you know of Elon Musk? They'll tell you SpaceX. They'll tell you Tesla, electronic car revolution, you know, the whole, you know, they all have common responses. And that's a strong personal brand because he's, he could be very controversial. However, he also represents an inspiration of moving our space program forward and moving the electronic car industry forward. So in the IT industry, in our MSP community, we want to be memorable. We want our clients and prospects when we're getting referrals to say, oh, they made me smart. I feel protected. I feel. So that's one. So personal brand is the first piece of my coaching always. The second piece of my coaching is I have a strong conversation about empathy over sympathy. And sympathy awesome.
0: is... <laughs> <laughs> Those sounds like hard words for us, ticks,
1: Right. Well, no, all I'm going to say is sympathy is saying, I'm sorry, and then letting it go. You know, like someone passes, heaven forbid, but you say, I'm sorry, you send a note, you post something on Facebook, then you let it go. But in empathetic terms, when we're a service-based industry, we go the extra mile to meet them where they are. So they're having a problem. They They say it's a lawyer. And they're going in for a deposition, but they can't find a file. Okay, I know that you your time is crunched. Let me get the ticket in the system and let's look at this. Let me figure out which technician is available to help you now. Versus let me put the ticket in the system and then I'll have a technician call you back within whatever time. So we're showing them that we're empathetic, we're sorry for, or we're feeling, we're meeting them with their emotion. We know that they're feeling anxious, stressed. They need to get that file. And we're finding way to meet our clients where they are. Our clients, when they hire us, are feeling nervous. They're feeling, you know, unsure. They're feeling pressure from their clients to be in compliance with whatever FINRAs or safeguard rules, whatever they are, HIPAA, whatever they are. And you're saying, I understand that's empathy. I understand you and th- let me show you how. So it's showing. And then really the last piece as and this is the complicated one, but it's emotional intelligence.
0: So it, empathy is not the complicated one.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that so I guess you know, if we're used to talking bells and whistles and features and you know, what's give me the back end of a firewall and how do you provision it and what's the GMS system and yes, that's that, to me, is complicated. So I'm meeting you guys, absolutely. So I empathize with you. And I, you know, because technology, to me, hard. even though I've been in the industry for 23 years, I understand what we do. But to put me in front of a computer, behind a, you know, the network and log in, <laughs> you want me talking about this stuff. So empathy, I want just people to understand empathy is finding an emotional, how does your client feel? And turn this into a staff meeting discussion. When you bring on a new client or when you analyze a client who's been with you five years, 10 years, why are they staying with you? Your first thought might be, oh, well, because we are able to work on their network and we understand How to add a new employee. Think about how you're making. And so that's really why they stay. The last piece is that emotional intelligence. And that's, it is complicated. And there are two sides to that, really three, but we're identifying our emotions. So a client is calling and your dispatcher answers the call and the client is, they're frustrated. They don't understand their expertise is not technology. Their expertise is Running a CPA office. They're a CPA. They understand tax returns. They don't understand tech, but they know they have to file taxes. So they're calling you frustrated. Now you can have a choice when the dispatcher picks up the phone of how they respond. So it's identifying our emotions. How do we respond? And how do we want to respond so that we make the client feel better, feel heard, feel understood? And the key word there is that feeling. And so that's where the empathy comes in. Again, we're trying to connect with their feeling and show them by our response that we are meeting them where they are. It doesn't mean we have to be happy all the time. It might mean that we are showing them concern or maybe if if their third party vendor is not getting back to them, so they call you and you're saying to them, that is so frustrating. So you're meeting them, you're aligning with their email. Because if we don't think about empathy and emotional intelligence, then we might have to worry about the consequences. And that's losing clients. Maybe there's a disconnect in feeling that you understand, but just like I had my clients feel disconnected from us. Shame on my company for not paying attention. I thought I was getting press releases done and I was getting, you know, all these great things, like uh, techs had shirts. Great. They looked great. But what I was missing was another key component, and that's the words we were saying and how we were responding. So it's complicated, but basically what I'm saying is think about the responses. Listen to the communication in your MSP. What does it sound like?
0: So instead of AI in artificial intelligence, it should be EI emotional intelligence.
1: And they call it EQ. They call it, they do say there's an IQ, which is, you know, the brain, the smarts, the intelligence, but there's EQ, which is that emotional quotient. I don't know why they, what that emotional quotient, I guess it's a, you know, there is a formula for it, but I don't get involved with the formula. I just talk about emotions and I talk about happiness, sadness, disgust, frustration, fear, anger. What are all those emotions that our clients are feeling? Or if we're communicating internally with our, our team members, or if you're the leader, you're the founder, Mark, you're the founder, how are you speaking to your team to motivate them, to teach them, to motivate them, to make them aware that everything we say and do has a re- direct result on how we're making clients and prospects feel? And that's what builds a brand. And when we can get that 99% right, because we're human, it's not going to be 100%. That's when we see profitability grows in our MSP. That's when we see clients trust us, stay with us, and evolve their networks and grow and want to do more business with us. Because we made them feel, we understand their business model. We understand how they're feeling we use their names. If anybody walks away with anything, (laughs) use people's names, always learn names. The most important piece. Yeah. One of the most important pieces, I should say
0: names. So how much of what you're describing and teaching to people focuses on, let's just say processes, for lack of a better word, in terms of, you know, how you answer the phone and how you look and stuff. And how much of it is focused on this EQ or EI, you know, the emotional intelligence, you know, helping us to understand how to take that next empathetic step, not just recognizing you're frustrated, but, you know, getting to the point of, you know, how can I help you get past that frustration?
1: Thank you for asking that. So there, I have a couple of different programs of ways that I work with MSPs. There are two. So the phone skills, there is a direct focused phone skills program okay that in itself is a whole conversation having structured questions having a process teaching to that process and and really using and you know topics like transferring calls and what does your voice sound like that's its own and then the other piece which is my original piece is my brand method so I coach to a method and brand is an acronym. It starts with our mindset. So the first piece of that module is just our mindset. What we need to have our head in the game and then, you know, and, and know that it's soft skills that matter more so than the tech skills. Tech skills are critical, not discounting tech skills ever, but clients stay with us because you, we make them feel trusted. We make them feel. Then B is our behavior. And that's where I introduce emotional intelligence. And and really that ability to be present for our clients, our prospects, our employees. R stands for respect. And we talk about respecting ourselves, our brand. You know, self-care is critical in all of this. We tend to be on our technology all night long. We might forget to drink water. We might forget to stand up and take a walk because we're so engrossed in tickets and tickets and tickets. We've got to take care of ourselves or else we're not going to be any good to anybody. And then and then respecting a corporate brand for sure. A is our appearance. And so I do have a whole module on posture as well as clothing, as well as everything from hair to shaving to clean nails. I had an MSP say to me, I'm so glad you're mentioning. It. I know, look at the hands. I had an MSP say to me, you know, and eng- a client actually said, "Don't send that engineer back, tell him to cut his nails and clean them. They're gross and they're touching my keyboard." So I build that into my conversation now. So, <laughs> so and then N is network. It's taking the empathy, it's taking the emotional intelligence, it's taking our clothing and our appearance. And there's two directions of networking in an MSP, and I don't think MSPs realize that there's the traditional marketing networking. You're going to trade shows, your uh, industry associations, for sure. But then you're networking with your clients. And that's where, where polished engineers come in. That's why it's so important for the entire team to have this discussion, because they're the boots on the ground day after day. They, say, they see sales coming in, and they like, they see you coming in, Robin, and you're and you're the salesperson. They're thinking, what's he selling me now? Right. right but if they see their engineer coming in then they think goodness they're going to come fix my problem so they're perfect people to maybe plant seeds what i call them planting a seed and identifying other opportunities like maybe a switch is full maybe the wiring in the server room needs to be cleaned up that could be project work maybe their phone system is choppy and if the engineer and so then you can Sell them a new. Have an opportunity to mention a new VoIP system. But if your engineer has that trusted advisor relationship, then why can't they make? It? And then D is dynamic dialogue, and that's where I teach all about our voice. I train monthly with a vocal coach, and and so I build in really the most important piece, and that's how we sound and how we make others feel. And you know Maya Angelou said that people don't remember. How, what you said to them, but they remember how you make them feel. So, and that's through our messaging, our nonverbal being. So that's, that's how I kind of bring it all to life and all for the MSP.
0: Okay. I don't know if you've paid attention, but you, I'm sure you saw me with my head down writing notes because <laughs> uh, you you brought up a whole lot more stuff than we initially talked about. So I wanted to get all these questions down. I'm definitely going to have to ask you to come back. Would you be willing to do that?
1: Happy to, happy to. There's a lot okay. to talk about. Absolutely. It is.
0: And I'm, I mean, just, you know, the brand thing that you just mentioned, I mean, that's that's got to be a, a session or two in your business uh, alone.
1: It came out, you know, the the real, what that was born when I, After I was working with my own MSP and I really took a look at all the different things that I did and the different areas we looked at, it wasn't just, you know, you don't, you look unkempt, clean yourself up, go on the road. And it wasn't just the phone skills. It was really, what do they sound, look like when they're on site, when they're on a remote support call, what do they sound like? What kinds of words are they saying? Are they saying confident words? Are they saying words like "I don't know"? Maybe we can do it. All those little nuances and details we took stock in, and now I'm so granular with it. I'm very gran. I, I call myself very granular, and and for an MSP, I'll admit it. You know, I know I'm in the beginning. It took a lot of work to turn my MSP around. It's they just want to talk tech. I get it. They just want to talk about the new. Technology, the new, what's new in the cyber world? Oh my god, we got to talk CMMC. We've got to talk. I get it. I totally get it. But when you deliver it and you're connecting with your employees and your prospects and clients, how are they feeling about you? That's that. That's the word. What's the feeling? What's the trust level? So that's how the brand method was born, based on what I was doing internally. And I, I in order for me to teach it, I needed to button it up. I needed right. to.
0: Create a method for it. Well, it it sounds intriguing, and you mentioned that you know we're kind of one dimensional, where we're focused on the tools and we're focused on what we spend, and you know we can calculate a return, you know, based on well, our RMM costs us this, and we charge this. What you're talking about is a completely different thing. That the I don't I don't I don't like using this, but I guess the X factor you know, mm-hmm. yeah, is more, it's much more exponential because mm-hmm. if you can create the, you know, the right brand in terms of, you know, how your people look, act and feel and how empathetic you are to the customer. And the the more they trust you, you know, the more you can grow the business sure. because people are going to be happy to talk to you and call you as opposed to, uh, I got to call the tech. <laughs> you
1: know? Right. Oh Sorry. my God! They're gonna yell at me, or oh, they're gonna nickel and dime me, or oh. So you know, there's a conversation about ROI. So you mentioned you can quantify buying an RMM, buying licenses. There's a price tag. There is a. It's a tangible step by step, and and that's our mindset. That's part of our mindset in the MSP community? I don't think that we're necessarily one dimensional. I think that we are really a very unique. Industry, I'm very proud to be in this industry and have built, you know, a multi-million dollar MSP that can keep growing. I mean, there's so much opportunity for us. And, and it, like I said, I'm so impressed by all that we do here in this industry. So there is a propensity though to say, Lisa, well, what's the ROI? How do I, how do I quantify you? How do I know I'm successful? And so that's a challenging question for me to answer because each MSP is different, but some of the ROI that I would say to to keep an eye on are survey scores. Do they go up? When you're doing QBRs or TBRs, whatever you call them, technical business review meetings, quarterly business review, ask the question, how are my engineers? How is everything doing? I'd like feedback. And the hope is they say, oh, they're so friendly. They have been very helpful. Thank you.
0: So let me ask you real really quick. I was, I was going to wrap up but you said this oh, yeah. for the second time. And I'm like, okay, the QBR, TBR, I get the exit interview, I get, but you've mentioned surveys a couple of times here. So I, I want to ask, what types of surveys are you talking about? Are you literally talking about where, you know, you do a job, ask the customer for a review, or is it something that's a little bit more targeted?
1: So the ones that my, so there are, there are the CSAT scores and, you know, there's different types of surveys you can do. We created, so we're auto task shop and write an auto task. I created a survey. And so, and it's tied to, it's an automated survey that's tied to tickets. So a ticket gets closed and the rule is, is that, um, once a week. So let's like say one client, the same person gets three tickets has three. But they're only going to get one survey. So I'm not inundating them that much, but the survey is very targeted. How is our professionalism? How is our response time? How is, and we, and we track that score and we look at surveys every week. How are we doing? We look at comments. We allow a comment section and sometimes clients fill out comments. Sometimes they don't, but that's one of the areas that. In, that I'm referring to is having a satisfaction. It could be smile back. It could be crew who, it could be you know different types of software and no one's paying me for that, by the way, <laughs> but I just know they're in the industry. So, um, but for me, I one of my surveys is very specific and it's five questions and I'm sending it out. The ticket gets closed. What was your experience? Were they professional? Were they knowledgeable? Were they, was there, was the ticket resolved to your satisfaction? And we're able to keep an eye on that and tweak to that. And we have, you know, we we and we tie our engineers to those scores. So that's part of the way we do it. And then, you know, we ask, we survey our clients when we're doing stat, when we're doing those QBRs. So, and we ask.
0: All right. Well, I just wanted to make sure that I asked that question and not let it, you know, slip off the side of the table like a lot of these, because I don't, you know, you can see I've got lots of notes.
1: I love it. Yay. Good, I'm giving Uh, you a lot of food for thought.
0: (laughs) So let's go ahead and tell people, I I mentioned earlier, we were going to meet at IT Nation. You're going to be there. You're teaching a, or leading a session there, right? What is the name of the session?
1: So uh, on Friday afternoon at 3.30, my session is called Six Keys to Build Lasting Team and Client Relationships. So it's a very interactive workshop where I'm going to delve into personal branding. We're going to talk about and we're going to demonstrate and do some role-playing right in the workshop on the voice, the sound, the look of a leader, and really talk about some building, the building blocks to success and the keys to success to client relationships and answering why do clients hire us? Why do they hire us? have to have Mm -hmm. that discussion.
0: So you can see her at IT Nation. Of course, I'm going to have in the notes her website shoresuccess.com shore is spelled s h o r r so two r's success.com and lisa you do a lot of a lot of stuff so i understand that you know you you do all the sessions you have the trainings you're also writing a book right
1: Yay. i am <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> yes yes Actually, a couple of people asked me to button it up and put it in a book form. And I said, hmm, I have to sit down and write this thing. But it's based on my brand method. And I don't have a title. And I have one more chapter to go. I've got nine of 10 chapters. and It's all about teaching the small business owner, the MSP and small business owner, how to build strong personal brands with a focus on trust, trusting relationships. So I share real-world client stories in each chapter, and so you'll really be able to identify and bring it to life. So that'll be introduced and released early Q1, so stay okay. tuned. Thank I you was going to ask
0: when because I'm going I'm to make a note here to ask you about that as well, yeah. and uh, see if we can get you back and talk about the book when it comes out. I All right. Well, I the opportunity. Lisa, uh, we went longer than we thought we would. I. <laughs> I'm not always uh, worried about that. Thank you very much. You've got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that I could ask you about it, but that would take away from the business coaching that you do. Um, but I appreciate your time here, and we're going to meet each other soon someday.
1: I can't wait. I can't wait. Right. But thank goodness for technology. It brings us together.
0: It does. But it's still not as good as face-to-face and shaking hands. I was going to say kiss and for baby. That- <laughs> <laughs> I agree. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for downloading and subscribing to this show. You were listening to Lisa Shore on the IT Business Podcast. Yes, she will be back. We do not know when, but of course, we'll let you know. Uh, But you can see her November, what is it, 9th through the 11th in Orlando at IT Nation Connect. So Lisa, thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so, so much for having me and asking such amazing questions. And thank you, everybody.
0: All right. That'll do it, folks. We'll be back with another show soon. We'll see you then. And until then, hallelujah.